All right, lads, I'm Dara Curran, a.k.a. The Guinness Guru, and this is Only Cans, the show that's all about drinking. From mad stories to fucked up traditions, I chat to different people from all walks of life, most weeks, flying solo today, about their own personal drinking career so far. Welcome to episode 11. Those of only cans, that's your only man. So sit back, relax, that's the only plan. Grab yourself a Guinness or Peroni, man. Welcome to the show, this is Only Cans. Cheers! <laughs> Still an absolute tune, man. This episode of Only Cans is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all shit. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs. Use the discount code CANS20 for 20% off plus free shipping. CANS20 for 20% off plus free shipping. I myself have been using the Lawnmower 3.0. Like I said before, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. There's a reason it's called a lawnmower because it just mows through the hair whether it's your ass crack, your ball sack, your nose, your face. Yeah, fuck it. Use it for, if you use it for your ass and your face, I won't judge you. Just maybe keep it that to yourself. But I won't judge you. We've all been there. Have we? Maybe not. It's waterproof. If you're one of these uh, 247, hashtag Ryan 365, one of those types of wankers who needs to fucking shower and shave their balls at the same time because you don't have time to do other shit go for it me personally i like to take the time it only takes about five minutes mow through the whole body in minutes but luckily if you're an absolute hairy ape of a man or hairy ape of a woman whichever the battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you can still do it all in one go so fear not hairy ape people you be grand so go to manscaped.com and use the discount code CANS20 for 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Better crack this baby open. Up to the mic. Let's see. New mic. Uh, no, same mic. New kind of mic stand. Oh. Ordered one of these the other day and it was flat as a bloaty pancake. A pancake. This looks like it'll be all right. It's not even in the video. Get up there, you boy. Yeah, yeah I won't lie, lads. I went to record this uh, yesterday. Serious technical difficulties with the mic. So I'm back now. But when I went, to, probably for the best, because when I went to record it, you want to see the state of the point. It was literally like, like the surger cans, the way they come out. It looks like a pint of Coke. So, yeah, that's a good one. I'll let that settle. But on the Patreon this week, this week gone uh yeah of course own Coggan. so basically what i'm trying to do going forward is when i get the guests 40 minutes only cans 20 minutes extra cans but you've got someone as legendary in the game as own Coggan. an hour went by without even realizing and i was like bollocks can't keep him too much longer so most of it was on only cans but i had some behind the scenes stuff we did like a quick fire round that was on the um extra cans as well on the patreon dot com slash the guinness guru you get extra cans podcast about 20 25 minutes be the guests bit of behind the scenes stuff that maybe you can't say on the podcast 
and a bit of shy talk from me this week i was talking about like the serger the phone beer foamer is it actually worth it or am i just selling out patreon.com slash the guinness guru to find out you get the extra cans podcast and you get 15 percent off gurumerch.com we've got hoodies we've got t-shirts you don't you might need a hoodie one second and a t-shirt the next because it's snowing one second and it's fucking 20 degrees the next so get them all probably have only cans t-shirts come summer maybe some funky like hippie looking what did the kids wear the cool tie-dye shit throwing it back to the 90s wouldn't be much of a fashion guy so um but yeah i'll see what people want and you will be provided with some only cans t-shirts hopefully in a couple of months right should we get this thing about drinking a can when i'm recording by myself which won't be too often maybe one every like five or ten episodes usually i can ask the guest a question and then take a sip of my can but when i'm doing this i just need to be constant obviously i can edit it and cut it out but literally even if i'm showing myself in the video taking a sip of the can it's like fucking take this quick because these people are paying attention to you and if you go boring for two seconds i know well if i'm listening to a podcast and it's it's boring for like five seconds i'm out of there so i do appreciate just listening lads especially when it's just me talking scotch yeah so this week like i've said i'm flying solo riding solo i'm riding solo i'm riding solo i'm looking at stars you can't stop shining that's funny because that song actually um i was gonna say I'm, I'm splitting this up into two phases phase one is like drinking in fields maybe like 14 to 16 uh depends what age you start and phase two kind of that year of being 17 like sneaking into clubs fake ideas and stuff but that song riding solo i'm riding solo that reminds me of one of the first nights i ever had i'm gonna say i'm gonna guess that song was out in 2010 because probably one of the first nights i had around 17 in uh, the nightclub here in Ashburn. And yeah, I was there at 17, illegally. Should bloody get you shut down. Nah, joking, chill. But that song was an absolute banger at the time and I would stir up my stuff on that dance floor to Rattens Howl and Rattens Just me or is that an absolute banger? Banger and mash. Quality improv on the solo podcast. As you can see so far. Like I said, two phases. Phase one, drinking in fields. We used to call it knacker drinking, but I feel like that's, like, obviously you don't mean it with any offense, but still probably not the best term to be thrown around. So I'm just going to say drinking in fields. For me, it was like 15, 16, then going to pubs and clubs, 17, some people started drinking when they were probably 10 years old. Fair fucks to you. Some people probably started drinking when they were 50 years old. Fair fucks to you too. Um, but for me, it was about 15. But I'm going to start with a story. I'm going to start with a story that made me laugh. Um, and then we get into it. So Aaron says, it's, it's really like a, a fucking agony end. Aaron writes in to say, have a Guinness tap. No, Jesus nailed it. Have Guinness on tap at home. Few lads drinking last Saturday evening with a barbecue. The 15-year-old brother pulling the pints. All of a sudden, he sits down on the other side of the table with his own pint of stout. We all look around 
at whose was empty. Aaron, your grammar is terrible. We all, we all look around at who we all look around, I presume, at whose glass was empty. He said, no, that's for me. He split the G with the first gulp. He knows the scale already. Beer emojis. Splitting the G at 15. To which I replied, brilliant. One word. That is a good one, Aaron. I, I, I'm going to say this later, but I don't, don't think I had my first pint of Guinness till I was about 20. But I will explain why. So phase one, drinking in fields, or as Owen Colgan called it, bushing. Bushing. I'd never heard of it. I think it's a West of Ireland thing. Um, so my first time drinking in a field was in a place in Ashburn called the Weir. The bleeding Weir. If anyone in Ashburn, I don't know if kids still go there, you're fucking hard to know. But I'd say anyone in Ashburn between the age of maybe 25 to fucking Jesus, probably 50, probably knows the weirs up behind, like, I don't even know where you explain it, kind of foresty by a river. Perfect spot out of, out of people's way, out of harm's way, just to have a few tins. My first time was after the junior cert. So I was 15. And like, I know this is like probably a bit of a taboo thing to be talking about, but look, we, we all, according to my Instagram poll, 86% of us drank when we were underage. So if you're moaning about it, I don't really care. Saws, not saws. Anyway, 15 years old at the weir after the junior cert. So we, I remember we were trying to get like someone's older sister or older brother or someone to buy us like fat frog or maybe wicked or Smirnoff ice or something. Cause obviously that's kind of drinkable. And I'd maybe hadn't had a sip of it before, but it's the first time I was proper going on it or I thought I was. So all we could get our hands on was these measly stubby little fucking fat shitty cans of Budweiser. And were they cold? Oh, at least they were probably cold. Were they fuck? They were warm as piss. Might as well have been drinking my own piss. Like, you couldn't pay me to drink that now. Imagine trying to drink that at 15 years old. Little stubby, 330 ml, like a Coke can, can of warm Budweiser. I, I literally think I took half of it. I took one sip and all I could think was, I probably had 12 between two lads. Took one sip and probably, I think the first thing I thought was, oh my God, I have to drink six of these. Fuck my life. I'd say I got through about two of them and maybe gave them to someone else or just left them there. I don't know what we did, but I, I didn't even get drunk. It was the worst thing ever because they were just so fucking disgusting. There was no way I was drinking six of them. I didn't care. As the months went on, the drink of choice turned to the one and only Druids. If you know, you know, lads. I don't know how we ended up on Druids because I think we preferred, maybe we prefer, preferred the sweetness of the cider. And I was so scared from the warm beer. No, we're still drinking warm cider, don't get me wrong. But I think it was better than warm beer. <clears throat> but honestly, you couldn't pay me to drink a can of Druids now. I think scared the shit out of myself from like 15 to 17. So many cans of Druids. Uh, the way we used to get the cans of Druids. It's a fucking great ad for Druids. This podcast is sponsored by Druids. The way we used to get the cans was absolutely scandalous as well one of the lads i won't name your buddy but you know who you are one of the lads had a fake bus pass that i don't know how he managed to wrangle up got it in school someone made it for him i don't even feel like someone made it for him like a fake idea i think he just went up to some like 
place in a school. It's like, yeah, can I have a bus pass on this age? And he just got it. I'm sure we were only 15. And we used to go to this local shop, will not name it, but it was a proper cowboy spot. Like they'd sell fucking anything to anyone. It was just your man running it, didn't give a shit. And my mate, I'm doing very trying very hard not to name names here. My mate with the bus pass, <laughs> he'd go in like three or four times in a row on say a Friday night. And and I don't even mean waiting an hour in between, three or four times, just he he'd go in buy two eight packs or no they were in six packs i think he'd go in buy two six packs of druids come out drop them up to us we were around the corner maybe 100 yards and he'd just do the same thing three or four times and nothing was said like it's a fucking bus pass thank fuck for the bus pass but yeah absolutely scandalous carry on And the first time I tried Guinness, I think I said this before, I presume I have, was Arthur's Day 2009 and like the local kind of football sort of gap pitch. Again, I'm not going to fucking say which, it was like a school pitch. I'm not going to say which school, obviously. I was 16. Yeah, it was Arthur's Day. It was the first Arthur's Day. There was all this rigmarole about it. Drank the can of Guinness warm from the can at the time and to this day probably think it was the sickest thing i've ever tried in my entire life just oh uh, yeah lovely warm cans of guinness probably had half the can and said fuck that didn't actually try my first pint of guinness until i was about 20 um i'd say i was probably scarred from the the archer's day cans and yeah i just remember like going to the pub and stuff at 17 18 19 like Guinness, no way. Like, I'm telling you, no one was, none of my friends, I, I'm getting all these messages from lads and they're, they're 18. You can tell they're 18 because it'd be like, James O'Neill, 02. And you're and you look at his profile and he looks about fucking 10. So he must be probably born in 2002. And they're drinking Guinness in the pub and all his mates would be drinking Guinness in the pub. So basically, I've inspired a whole generation to drink Guinness. That's my takeaway from that. I don't think that's over kind of reaching, is it? <laughs> So Guinness, um, if you're listening, I'm basically making all the young lads drink Guinness. So pony up the coinage, lads. But when I was 17, 18, not a fucking sinner around me was drinking Guinness. You'd be laughed at for drinking Guinness. It was no man's drink. And this is only, yeah, 10, 11 years ago. So a lot has changed in the last 10 years. I think Blind Boy said the same thing on his podcast. It used to just be known as old man drink Guinness. Yeah. Even like even lads in their twenties wouldn't drink Guinness. Now you've got 18, 19, 20. It's it's the cool thing to drink. So yeah, it's fucking mad. But yeah, my first point, I think 2021. 20, and I probably hated it. I only got into it properly, maybe I don't know, 22, 23. Guinness Guru, you've been drinking it for literally like five years, you absolute phony. Yeah, fair. Another drinking location of choice was the local playground. One of the wildest nights of my life was one of my mate's 16th birthdays. Again, I won't name you. There must have been fucking 40 or 50 people, kind of our lads and then random people as well in the playground. All pissed as farts. And the thing is, like, I, I walk by that playground now and I see young lads in it and, like, they pretend them. And they're not even drinking or anything. And you're just like, oh, you shouldn't be in there. It's a playground. And I got to think that we were in there the whole time, literally at that age. So... It's funny as you grow up, you're looking at young lads acting the bollocks, oh, little bastards and all, and 
And like in the apartment I was living in, there was fucking load of little fuckers outside the whole time. And I'd be like, little bastard. I was at the exact same thing. So you kind of have to check yourself. But yeah, I don't know how we got away with it being in the playground and all. We were there the whole time. Most of the time, nothing happened. But on this night, it was different. The guards were called. A few lads were thrown in the back of the car and brought home. I think there was a bit of snitching done. One lad, maybe two lads, told on other lads and a lot of parents got involved. Shy crack. But I was, I was clean. I didn't get in any trouble. So I was quite good when I was younger at being kind of, is diplomatic the right word? Just kind of, I was never really too confrontational. And if there was a bit of trouble, I could kind of veer away from it. The next of the fancy drinking locations was, it was a graveyard. I know it sounds bad. Oh, I don't think there's been anyone buried there in about fucking 5 million years. No, I don't think there's anyone buried there in about maybe 50 years. So it was fairly like, it wasn't as if there was a funeral on that day and we were drinking on the grave of the person who had just died. It was super old. It was moldy. You could barely even make out the tombstones and shit. But it was, on the other hand, when you look back, it was kind of weird to think... Now, it's actually not far from my gas. Like, like you can literally hear people over there. But you could be sitting on a tombstone of a 1916 Easter Rising hero drinking a nice warm can of Druids, smoking some shitty cigar that tasted like arse that your mate might have got in the fucking duty-free on the way home from Spain. So it's kind of like this dude, when he was probably 17, probably died back in the 19 Easter Rising, 19 East... 1916 Easter Rising, like trying to get Ireland, like be Republican, all that shit. And here's me smoking a little cigar, man. I'm doing too much Hardy Books impression. Sorry, I'm, I've been watching it all week since the podcast last week. But you know what I mean? Times are changing. Yeah, graveyard, great spot. But again, the guards would come up, but they'd never really get out of the car. They just kind of come up, flash the lights, you'd scarper into the field, and you'd be all right. On to the next place. Last major drinking spot at that age was, it was a building site in Ashburn. Now it's totally full of houses. But I remember it was like, it was just totally derelict. Hashtag word of the day. Totally derelict. Nothing going on from like 14 to 18. Only looking back, I realized that it was around the time of the recession. So no wonder it was fuck all happening with it. But it was great for us because it was just this big open space land. We used to go there for Halloween. We drink druids, build a bonfire, launch fireworks at each other. Sounds dodgy, but I don't remember anyone really getting hurt. But I don't really think there's anywhere really like that in the local town now for the young lads to go. And obviously, look, you're not supervised. You, God knows what could happen. But it was great for us because you could kind of do what you wanted. And no one gave a fuck. Unless you're acting the total bollocks, no one really gave a fuck. I think that was the first time I ever smoked a J. Smoked a reefer, man. Absolute lad. But, yeah, I have a story there. Fuck it, I'll tell the story because it reminds me of a time I was the first, one of the first times. I'd say I've smoked weed maybe 10 times in my entire life. And I wouldn't say I smoked it in the last three years. But a couple of times when I was younger, I'd be the type of lad to... If I smoke weed and then I literally have a sip of beer or a sip of alcohol, I get sick. So I'm not like the cool lads who can smoke weed. Like sometimes you'd be, I don't know, you'd be at a party and like lads would be drinking and smoking weed. And I'd be like, how do you do it, man? But I do have a story here that kind of was supposed to segue into 
my first ever night out was when I was 17 and I went to him. Sorry, I, I need to start. Kian writes in to the podcast. My first ever night out was when I was 17. I went to a mate's 18th. House party job. House party job. The L pair. This sounds like the fucking Viper writing in. The L pair made me promise to only have four bottles, but I ended up trying to keep up with an older lad I knew. Bad mistake, lad. Had way too many cans and tried weed for the first time as well. <laughs> tried weed. Whitey'd like fuck and threw up everywhere when I got home. Then tried to tell my poor dad it was probably the food I ate while at the party. Laughy emoji. Um, yeah, I'm the exact same. I, I'd say still now. If I smoked an old doobie now and, and had a beer, I'd say I would just throw up. And then I used to think, and something I'm kind of going to, as the podcast goes on, I want to kind of speak, I want to kind of speak to the guests about like, did your parents know the crack or your guardians or whoever was looking after you? Like, did they know the crack? I, I look back. It was just my mom here. So obviously my older brother, my mom, I wondered, did my mom really know the crack? But I feel like, not to throw my brother under the bus, but I feel like he just kind of paved the way. Like every group of lads that I know around this area started drinking around 15, 16. And I don't think parents really cared unless they were coming home absolutely fucked. I don't ever remember coming home at like 15. I probably started when I was 17 when I was proper going out, having like shots and stuff in nightclubs. But I don't remember coming home 15, 16, being absolutely fucked. I mean, mad being like, oh, you're drinking. It's just, you just kind of know the crack. But I do remember, I would, you'd be kind of, I think I was probably 16, and you're like, does my man know I'm drinking or what's the crack? And I presume they know, because you probably think you're sneaking in all cool, but you're not. But I remember we were having a meal the next day and in some pub or something. And I don't think I was mad for the food. Although I don't really remember having many hangovers at that age, but... I don't think I was really eating the food or I was a little bit like, oh, or something like that. And I was like, what's wrong with you? I was just like, uh, I'll be honest. I had like six cans of Druids last night and I was smoking like these cigar things and I got sick. And I was expecting it to be like, what? She was just, just like, ah, Jesus, right. And that was that. So sound mad for not being too harsh on me. She definitely won't listen to this anyway, so it's grand. Then in the very early days, I'd say, man, I used to drag us to mass like um, until we were probably like 15, 16. So when I started drinking, you'd, uh, and a few of the lads, we used to go to the same mass. It'd be like 10 o'clock Sunday morning or whatever. And you just have the head in you. You wouldn't be dying, but you'd have the head in you. And you'd be looking over to the lads like, all right, fuck's sake. And it's like the parents would be like, just out of spite, like dragging you out of bed at nine in the morning saying, fuck you, you're coming to mass, you can't. Say it, tell Jeebus you're sorry for drinking eight cans of druids last night and smoking duty-free cigars so then on to phase two which is like for me that age 17 fake id job getting into clubs stuff like that i was always grand because my brother is two years older than me so from the age of 16 i could use his and you you could definitely say we kind of look alike so i was i was never really in doubt i think maybe one time at the vortex uh, over in Dunshockland, lads will fucking know that. I think I had his ID. I was 17 and uh, used to always work around. Bouncer goes, uh, oh, Bouncer was like, yeah, just show me your bank card there. And I was fucked because my bank card said Dara and my brother's name was on the ID. So I think that was the only time I got rejected. 
And then obviously one or two other times where you just strolled up absolutely astociously drunk and you just expect to stroll in and they're like, they didn't, you don't even get to the ID. They're just like the absolute hacky fuck off. And you're like, yeah, grand. But yeah, before I talk about like the pubs, clubs, um, quickly like discos and stuff, underage discos, I don't, went to a couple, don't really remember going and drinking too much before them. Uh, we weren't like the maddest bunch of cunts, my mates. We were probably just sat, we were probably like just middle of the road, normal bunch of lads, fucking Egypt's like, but don't remember getting too fucked before discos, but I don't really remember going to, going to too many discos. But I do remember hearing about the infamous Wes, the Wes man. A few of my mates went the odd time. It was, if you don't know, now you know, it was in Donnybrook, like beside Donnybrook Stadium, I think Wesley College or Wesley Rugby Club. It's their like clubhouse and it was a big function room and it used to be an underage disco, but like so many, I've heard so many stories about it. And a few of my mates used to go the odd time. It was more like a private school kind of thing, but a couple of the lads were were in Belleville, mate. And I think they dragged a few of the lads and girls over to it, but I never made me way. The stories you'd hear of just people being absolutely fucked at it. Just absolutely gas. Like, like people, they, people's parents had to be called and the parents would be coming blaming the people working there, being like, oh, you gave them alcohol. It's like, no, they probably robbed that from you. And like... And then some parents would just come mortified and just drag them away. But I do remember, <laughs> so when I was like, I don't know, 18, I was playing underage rugby for the Sturman, Leinster. Um, I'm really tall. So when I was younger playing rugby, they were like, right, you big lanky bastard. You might be good. Let's bring you into Leinster setup. And I remember we were in that room because it's right beside Brook Stadium. That's where we used to train. I, we were in that room and some of the, a lot of the lads on the team were quite like posh, for lack of a better word, like would have gone to like South Dublin private schools. And we were probably, yeah, like 18. So they probably were only in Wes like two years previous. And I just remember one of them being like, uh, there was a few of them like, oh yeah, man, see over there, man. Finger bird over there, like bloody... <coughs> got me dick fucking got a wank over there like oh man where's man oh so i was sick like <laughs> oh fucking hell absolute carnage like yeah so for me then phase two pubs and clubs kind of 17 years old my first time in a nightclub was the local ashburn stevens day must have been i think 2009 i don't even I kind of remember getting in, like, kind of people be like, oh, make sure you go in the front. Like, there's no bigger fucking adrenaline rush than getting into a nightclub when you're underage. Because, yeah, it's just like that feeling of going up and, like, they could well easily reject you. And then you get in, you're just, like, absolutely buzzing. And I was 16. I remember all my brother's friends would have only been, like, 18. Kind of 18, 19. And they would have been just at the age of starting to get in legally and they were looking at me going what are you doing but to be fair they would have been there at the same age uh, so shout out to those lads if they're listening but it was just so easy for me because i'd always get in with my brother's id there was another time where i was in that nightclub i think i was 17 and like this sounds so funny to say uh, disclaimer legend alert i think i was like kissing some girl feel like she was maybe in her mid-20s or something like 25 and i was 17 like i said legend alert not a made-up story legend alert and but the funny thing about it was 
she was asking my age and I was trying to convince her I was 19. Like I'm 28 now with the thought of <laughs> being 17. I mean like, oh man, I had to try to convince her I was 19. Like, I can't believe she went for it. Like I'm so old, 19. And yeah, I think she went for it. And not that anything else happened because I was probably too scared to even try Shagger at that age. But yeah, trying to convince a girl that I was 19 when I was 17, that's that shows how fucking long ago it was. But those were the days, lads. Then Sundays used to be great because uh, you, you could go into like the, there was like a kind of bar and it was nightclub. Sunday, the nightclub didn't open. So it was just a bar and the, the, the kind of bouncers and stuff, it wasn't as strict. And the bar was open kind of from all day. So we'd go at like six or seven and then pints you get like a pitcher for maybe 10 12 quid and it was probably four pints so it was fucking nearly as cheap as drinking bleeding cans but we'd go in around six or seven and there was no bouncers you just walk in sit down the bar staff were probably like to stay these gobshites but only we wouldn't be crazy we were like five or six of us whatever a few lads few girls and then around like maybe nine or ten, the bouncers would show up to start their shift and they'd be, they'd come around asking for ID, but they, I don't think they really gave a fuck at that stage. So you probably were already, you probably already had like six points, whatever. So it was like, yeah, grand. Now the odd time they'd know an ID was fake, but they'd kick you out. But yeah, Sunday sessions were a good one when you're around 17. One other thing that just springs to mind around that time was oxygen. So we went to oxygen in 2009 and I don't even... I couldn't even believe thinking back that I was only 17 because I felt I don't ever remember really getting ID'd or anything at oxygen. We all went down on buses, like with crates of crates and crates and crates and Jaeger and vodka and all that shit. And there was never any sort of ID. And I, I don't think when we were buying beer in the place, ah, we probably did, but I probably had the old faker as well, or I don't know, but yeah, oxygen 17 years old not giving a fuck about smelly tents waking up in a tent with three other lads absolutely baiting of sweat but sure you'd be you didn't even like trying to get to sleep wasn't even an issue because you would just drink until you fucking pass out every night and like it was unbelievable and it was actually the year that i know it was 2010 because did i say 2009 no it was 2000 i was 17 in 2010 it was the year Meade won the Leinster final against Loud. The famous Joe Sheridan fucking carrying the ball over the line. No, he he kicked it. Fucking rats out. He kicked it. Um, but yeah, oxygen. Absolutely unbelievable. 17 years old. Possibly best weekend of my life. Just gas crack. But like, there's not a fucking hope I could do that at 27, 28. So grimy and disgusting. But at that age, not a bother. And on that note, lads, I'm going to sum it up there. Um, I don't even have the time in front of me. I'm going to say that was short and sweet, but maybe it wasn't. But from next week on, there'll be um, I have a whole load of guests lined up, so you won't have to sit through me just talking shit to myself anytime soon. Maybe you will. Maybe one of the guests will pull out, and I'll just have to fly it alone. Fly it alone. What are you even talking about? End it now. So thanks for listening, lads. Um, I hope that brought back good memories, bad memories. I don't know. Like I said, some people started drinking super early. Some people fucking whatever, stuck to their communion pledge and <laughs> confirmation pledge and didn't drink till 18. Fair fucks to you, you're great. 
here's a medal um but we had the crack 15 16 i'm gonna talk on extra cans about the sort of generation now do i think and i've, I've asked on instagram do i think they're the kind of same at a, at a 15 16 year olds now drinking the same as say what was it 12 years ago when i was around that age general consensus seems to think they're kind of there's more drugs involved now than actual drink which is a bit crazy but that's all going to be on the extra cans this week so go to patreon.com slash the guinness guru extra cans plus 15 percent off the merch we got hoodies we got t-shirts get your merch at gurumerch.com lads thanks for listening good luck up drinking up drinking in fields you can't beat it and if you can't beat it join it what am i on about talk to you